This is Find Your Dream Job, the podcast that helps you get hired, have the career you want, and make a difference in life. I'm your host, Mac Pritchard. I'm also the founder of MaxList. It's a job board in the Pacific Northwest that helps you find a fulfilling career. Every Wednesday, I talk to a different expert about the tools you need to get the work you want. Find Your Dream Job is brought to you by Top Resume. Top Resume has helped more than 400,000 professionals land more interviews and get hired faster. Get a free review of your resume today. Go to maxlist.org slash topresume. For the first time in decades, it's a job seeker's market. That means candidates have more choices and can expect to get better salaries and benefits. But are you making the most of this opportunity? Shaylee Hornsby is here to talk about why candidates are in the driver's seat and how to make the most of it. She's a staffing and HR expert with more than 20 years of experience. Shay also hosts the award-winning Cool Careers podcast. She joins us from Houston, Texas. Well, let's get started, Shay. How long has it been since we've had a job seekers market like this? It's been six to six days, really. That right now we have a perfect storm of scenarios, scenarios that has allowed the, I would say, employees or job seekers to be in the driver's seat and really take whatever avenues that they would like to, to take. It is really up to you. Whatever you're trying to do at this particular time in your life, this is a perfect time to do so. Shay, why were employees calling the shots for so long? Well, there were more people than roles. So the employers had the choice. But now there are more roles than people. There are more people willing not to return to the market because of the pandemic. So now this is what we have. Uh, There's a few scenarios that are creating this perfect storm, right? So one, it would be um, the pandemic. It has been the biggest impact of our current scenario. The BLS, which is the Bureau of Labor St- Statistics, they uh, tell us that it was taking about five to six months for someone to land their perfect role or a role pre-pandemic. And now candidates are engaging with employers within two weeks. The market is hot. There's also very little loyalty now since the pandemic. There's 82% of employers that feel that, you know, excuse me, employees, 82% of the employees felt the pandemic um, has allowed them to be less loyal because of furloughs and layoffs and all the different choices and really how the employers laid employees off. So there were examples of mass layoffs during uh, via town hall meetings and virtual um, conversations about their last days. So that didn't have a good taste in a lot of the uh, job in the job market and for employees that's been loyal all this time. What does recruitment look like to employers during this job seekers market? The market is really stressful, honestly, because there are so many roles. There's such a need. Everyone that I speak with, because I'm a recruiter, (laughs) and a lot of my friends are recruiters, so we are all speaking about the same things, and they are trying to find their hiring managers the the best talent 
And of course, no matter how large or small your company is, you want the best talent. And so that talent is they're taking um, their time and making the the decision. And of course, they are the driver. So I would say it's difficult in the sense that the people that they want are not available. So they're having to be creative and strategic and how to choose the best person for their roles. You mentioned that many workers aren't feeling uh, loyalty to employers anymore because of the events of the last few years. Uh, Has the pandemic also made self-employment more attractive to workers? Yes, that's a part of the storm as well, right? So entrepreneurship is the is a big driver in in the pandemic, um, and we're still in the pandemic phase um, of returning back to work. But basically, some people are not uh, returning back to work. They've chosen entrepreneurship. There's an attitude that employees feel if they can make your organization great, they can make their own company great. So they're trading in their passion projects and transferring them into full-time roles. So Salesforce numbers tell us there's 4 million new businesses uh, created just in 2020. Many people were furloughed or laid off at the start of the pandemic. What difference does taking an involuntary break like that make in people's thinking about their careers? What have you seen as a recruiter? There's less concern about it. People have chosen liberty. They want to be free from being obligated to the roles and being obligated to an organization. So this is what I mean about the driver's seat. They own all the power. There's no more, I would say, negative connotation or negative thoughts about the break. Everyone has different family scenarios. Um, If you've chosen to go backpack and you're single with no kids, that is your thoughts. And we see this being expressed in our interviews. People have chosen that um, they're not concerned about when they return. And when they do return to the market, they're explaining just that, right? And some of them are not. The, the new business venture that's happening is increasing every year since 2020. The, the numbers that I stated to you about the 2020 uh, new businesses, the 4 million, that's an increase um, of 24% from 2019. And just in the first half of 2020, half a million new businesses have started. So some people have not chosen to return. Some people are not interested in what the market or the employers think about their break in the market. It's a non-factor. You mentioned at the start of our conversation that in the end, it's about supply. There are more jobs than workers. Take out your crystal ball, uh, Shay. How long do you think this labor shortage might last and, and what could cause it to come to an end? Well, Honestly, I don't see a change anytime soon. This could be a 10-year journey. And the reason why I say that is because we're ushering in a new generation of workers and they have a different mindset. So there are less boomers leaving. There, um, or There's 50,000 boomers leaving um, or exiting the workforce every day. And so there is just a, um, a different mindset that's being ushered. And as a parent, um, I speak to lots of parents and they are pushing their kids that are 
going to be coming in the next generation of workers to be entrepreneurs. So it's a really different um, mindset and movement. I don't see it as a phase or a trend. I think we might be in just a new uh, way of living and the way of working of a deficit of people in general. Some groups, uh, older workers, people of color, people with disabilities, for example, have always had disproportionately high unemployment rates, even during periods of prosperity. Uh, has this changed during the, the current labor shortage? I'm glad you mentioned that because that does open up a space for employers to be- to brag about diversity, right? Making accommodations, um, they didn't have to make those accommodations. They didn't have to be more diverse with mothers and with people of color. And again, with, uh, with the, um, I hate to say disabled, but the, um, the differently abled, um, uh, uh Employers didn't have to make those accommodations, but now they're bragging about these types of hires. And why? Because they probably should have been doing them way before <laughs> um, and bragging on them on, on the efforts of hiring a more diverse candidates. So it's a win-win on both the way I see it. From a recruitment side, it makes the workforce more diverse, more open-minded, and also something for employers to really um, brag about and to, to tout about. And other, when other employees or the job market sees that this is happening as a trend, it makes them more motivated and more eager to apply. Well, this is all terrific, Shay. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I, you've got some tips about how candidates can make the most of this job seekers market. And I want to walk through them one by one. So stay with us. When we return, Shaylee Hornsby will continue to share her advice on why candidates are in the driver's seat and how to make the most of it. Take charge of your resume today. Go to maxlist.org slash top resume. Get free feedback from an expert writer at Top Resume. Go to maxlist.org slash top resume. Learn how you can improve your resume right away. And if you don't want to fix it yourself, you can hire Top Resume to fix your resume for you. Go to maxlist.org slash top resume. Now, let's get back to the show. We're back in the MaxList studio. I'm talking with Shade Lee Hornsby. She's a staffing and HR expert with more than 20 years of experience. Jay also hosts the award-winning Cool Careers podcast, and she joins us from Houston, Texas. Now, Shade, before the break, we were talking about why candidates are in the driver's seat and how to make the most of it, and you took us through the current labor market and why it is the way uh, it is and how it's helping candidates. Uh, Let's talk about how candidates can make the most of this opportunity. So one of the first steps I know you recommend is to choose a lane. What do you mean by this, Shay? Well, like any journey, Mag, um, if you know where you're going, um, you can map out the, the, you know, the shortest distance between two points, right? It's basically you understanding um, where you want to go doing the research and doing what you need to do so you can make sure that you choose the, the, the proper route. So I say choose your lane, be decisive, know what you want. When you're speaking with recruiters, they want to know exactly what you're looking for. Employers are moving quickly. 
So if they if they find you, if they locate you, they push you through the process, it's going to happen fast. So you need to make sure that this is what you need, uh, what you want and what you want um, for your future. Right. So you got to do your research. How specific do you recommend a candidate get? Are you talking about knowing exactly what kind of job you want and the companies where you want to work? What, what do you have in mind here? Yes, I say both because there's a lot of transitions happening, Mac. So a lot of people, many of the um, of job seekers are not interested in staying in their same industry. So they are using their transferable skills going somewhere else. So those are the people I'm speaking with. But also, if you already know what you want to do, if you were going back into the same market, it's a lot easier for those people. So they are already choosing their lane. But those ones that are in transition, yes, know what companies are you're interested in, get you a top 10 list, make sure you find a great headhunter that can really make sure that you are seen by those organizations. Make sure your best branding document, which is your resume, it is up to pars, up to speed. You can do it yourself. Believe in yourself. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for others to create that for you. Only you know exactly what you do, what you do well, and how to explain it. So I would say make a list, get a headhunter, get your resume together. And that is the first steps to finding uh, where you want to be and choosing the right lane. What advice would you have to a listener, Shay, who is struggling with defining what it is they want, where they want to go, and, and choosing that lane? How have you seen people overcome those challenges? Well, it's typically by doing something most people don't want to do, <laughs> which is finding a mentor or getting some industry perspective. Asking for help is what we do least. And and if we really understood how helpful people are willing to be, even strangers, when it comes to a role in finding your career or finding a space in your career, people are very helpful. You should reach out and use LinkedIn for people you know and you don't know to help you get industry perspective and understand what the competitors are, what the stock market looks like, um, understand the role, because that helps you understand if you're going to be really successful. You have to make sure that the role that you're going to choose is consistent and matches your lifestyle as far as pay, travel, work from home. All these sorts of things matter, especially for the market right now. We're being very, uh, I would say, selective on our next uh, on our next steps in the job process. So a lot of candidates are kind of, I don't know, maybe in fear. And so to take away the fear is to find someone to help you, to help you and hold your hand on your journey. People do not mind. And how does that help you once you go through that process, Shay, of knowing what you want, where you want to go, make the most of the opportunity that this current labor market offers? What happens is the more you know, the the better decisions you can make. Knowledge is power. And there's, I would say, employees or the job seekers are already in a powerful position right now. They get to choose, right? But the, the, the I would say the curse of choice is uh, there, there are many choices. So sometimes we can't choose. So having someone to help us make that decision or give us a little bit more information, that's more specific and not just general 
when you Google things, those are general information. But if you find someone like Matt Pritchard, who has his own podcast, and you want to have a podcast, then you reach out to say, hi, hey, what did you do? How did you do that? Let me know what do I need to do to be ready to do those sorts of things. It works out the same way in any other role. Well, tell us more about that, because that's actually the the second step you recommend a listener take to make the most of this current job market, which is to find somebody who's doing what you want to do and sit down and talk with them. How does that tell us more about how that helps you in uh, as you take advantage of this job seekers market? Right. So when you're talking to these industry professionals, they are giving you all of the insight and the the pros and the cons. And it's great to find your community. Uh, Many times people are not living in the space where they're working. So wherever you work and where they grow those people that in the spaces that you want to be in, you want to go and join them. Speak their language, understand their environment. And so this is helpful in the sense of understanding if this is where you really want to be. So your question to me, Mac, is how is this helpful? This is helpful by knowing, by knowing what you don't know. There's so many things that people don't know about the role they think they want. And when they get there, they're like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't know it was this. I didn't know it was going to be like that. When you're speaking to industry professionals and they're in the thick of it, they tell you, hey, listen, I'm working 80 hour, 80 hour weeks. They're giving you all of, I would say, the good and the bad, the 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 cloud and the rainbow, because there might be um, people that are still doing it that love it, but still see the positives and the negatives easily. What's the best way to find people like this? You typically research on LinkedIn. I know I'm plugging LinkedIn. They have not paid me, I promise. But LinkedIn is such a great space to find groups. Um, In the search space, you can find people, groups, um, schools, associations. That is where I would start. And really start around you. When you're at a, um, you know, I know I'm an outgoing person, so it's kind of easy to introduce myself. And I know others are not. But you could also, if you're not, if you're an introvert, you can send out emails on LinkedIn and maybe find someone, even if they live down the street from you. Hey, I, I looked at your LinkedIn profile. I know you're in the neighborhood. You think we can have a cup of coffee? I had a podcast. Uh, I do have a podcast, and I had a podcast uh, guest who told me when he met someone, he asked for three other contacts. So that was really helpful information, and I, I spread that wealth of knowledge to other people. When you find one person, see if that person can help you find three others. What else do you recommend asking for in those conversations, Shay, besides introductions to others? Are there questions you always recommend uh, bringing up? Yes. Well, typically everyone has their own concerns and issues that they're worried about. And these days right now it's working from home and flexibility and balance. People are looking for workforce balance. 89% of the market are parents and 70% are mothers. So there's a, there's a phrase that you, uh, a mother is only, whether they say a mother is only as healthy as her unhealthiest child. So 
mothers and parents that are in the workforce are may have special needs kids. They might have uh, a parent that they're speaking uh, that they're uh, taking care of. So every home and every person has their individual concerns. So they can you know, submit these ideas to this person and say, what do you think about my situation? Do you think this is compatible with this particular role? So I would say it would be very much custom to your desires and your future needs, but definitely ask about um, growth, opportunity, longevity, um, um, work from home, because these are, I would say, I would say the top spaces. Also pay and benefits. I know that that typically is understood, but now it's going from, I would say, number two in the top five list to about number five. A third recommendation you make to your clients um, to make the most of the current job seekers market is to research the job you want. Why is this necessary, Shay? Can't you just learn this in the job interview or wait for the offers to come to you, particularly in such a tight labor market? Yes, you, of course you can. Um, some people do like to dive in, um, but I suggest um, people not to have surprises at the office, right? So there's uh, roles that look very, I would say, exciting. You know, I would say that it's true for recruiters. There's a lot of people who want to be in human resources or talent acquisition and say they find it exciting. And there's a, I would say, a a thought process or a mindset of people thinking we hire people, we hand out roles. Uh, HR doesn't hire. <laughs> HR doesn't do that. We we don't have the power to do that. We hire for hiring managers. So we're not in a powerful role in the in the sense that we, you know we make the final decision. And so that's a big misconception. And I think once when people uh, see and hear recruiters like, oh, she can get me a job. No, you get yourself a job. I can help you and bring you to the table and help you get there, but you have to definitely deliver. So the reason why you want to do research is because you want to be able to deliver on the role and not because that you're uninterested in the role, but because maybe you just need to work on getting better. Some people are surprised once they arrive. And so this is why you have internship, externships, and these type of opportunities for early careers is because they want you to expose you and they want you to get a feel of the role. This is what uh, it's all about. But if you are not in your early career space and you are a bona fide um, um, veteran of the marketplace and you want to make a transition, you definitely need to do your research because an internship is not available. You have to be able to get information from industry professionals to give you a great perspective of what what your role is going to look like and if it's compatible with your lifestyle. Well, it's been a terrific conversation, Shay. Now tell us what's next for you. For me, I'm working on launching season three. I'm so excited for Cool Careers podcast. Um, it's been um, 
I would say, seen and heard uh, from many people like you, Mac Pritchard. I'm so um, uh, grateful for you to invite me and for you to find me um, on LinkedIn or the Internet um, and inviting me here to this space. We've, I've been very successful so far trying to connect people, just as I was explaining to you, my guests are industry professionals speaking about their roles. So if candidates are having a hard time finding, looking for particular professionals, reach out to us. We are making sure that we're exposing everyone um, and getting giving all of our guests a chance to highlight what they do. Uh, most people are very excited about what they do. It is a part of their DNA and a part of their lifestyle. And they want to share with everyone just in case they are interested in doing something similar. Well, it's a terrific show and I encourage listeners to check it out. I know they can find the show by going to coolcareerspodcast.com and wherever uh, you get your podcasts. And I know you also, Shay, encourage listeners to connect with you on LinkedIn. And I, if they do, I hope they'll mention that they heard you on our show. Now, Shay, given all the great advice you've shared today, what's the one thing you want a listener to remember about why candidates are in the driver's seat and how to make the most of it? Well, it is their power right now. This is such a great time to find exactly what you're looking for. So when you when we are in a space of choosing, I would say liberty versus uh, obligation. You many of us are choosing obli- uh, liberty, and so I would say the ball is in your court. Find what you want. Find someone to help you, even if that means it's me. <laughs> Please reach out and let's help you find what you're looking for. Make sure you never miss an episode of Find Your Dream Job. Subscribe to our free podcast newsletter. You'll get information about our guests and transcripts of every show. Go to maxlist.org slash newsletters. Again, that's maxlist.org slash newsletters. Next week, our guest will be Kirsten Greggs. She's the founder and CEO of Trap Recruiter. It's a recruiting and career coaching firm that bridges the gap between job seekers and employers. One study found that recruiters spend just seven seconds looking at your resume. So it's important to have a well-organized and targeted resume, but what's the best way to do this? Join us next Wednesday when Kirsten Greggs and I talk about what matters most when a recruiter looks at your resume. Until next time, thanks for letting us help you find your dream job. This show is produced by MaxList. Susan Thornton-Hoff schedules our guests and writes our newsletter. Lisa Kislinberry anderson manages our social media. Our sound engineer is Matt Fiorillo. Ryan Morrison at Podfly Productions edits the show. Dawn Mole creates our transcripts, and our music is by Freddie Trujillo. This is Mac Pritchard. See you next week. 